church, and uh, I've been awake since 4 a.m. Today we had a huge uh, day. We celebrate 12 years. Uh, we had our anniversary Sunday today, and we had a guest preacher, and his brother came and played music for us. So I keep having these dreams during the week that I show up to church to that special day, and then the brothers from that I invite them came with drums and maracas and like a brother, you know, we don't do that. Like, well, you know, you invite us over, so it's too late for us to go back. And I woke up like, what kind of dream is this, you know? So I, I've been awake this morning. I asked the Spanish church to bring food, and one of my biggest fear is that there is not enough food for everybody. And I'm so proud of all of them. Everybody sacrificed their time, their money to, to make this happen. And uh, we had such a wonderful time. I know uh, I'm tired. I know many of you, like Sister Ileana is tired. She's been here since Sunday school this morning. She hasn't, she's still here. She hasn't go back home. I just went there and fed my dog and came back. But it's good. The Lord is doing great things. And uh, August 2005 is the first time I came to this church on uh, Watermelon Sunday. It's because of me that they canceled that event, I think. And uh, August 2009, I surrendered my life to preach. From August 2009 to September 2011, I was preaching in a hospital to the Spanish-speaking patients in, in Kessler in Saddlebrook. And uh, I started church, uh, the Spanish church with my family, and it's been 12 years, and I seen pastor come, pastors come and go, church close their doors, their ministry is gone, and I praise God because I'm still here. It's not because of me, it's because of him. I'm nothing, I'm a, the chief of sinners, and I'm so grateful that he saved my soul November 2004. So next year is going to be 20 years since my name is written in the book of life. And that's all I care and I do, proclaim the saving gospel of Jesus Christ, because people need to hear it. It's because of the gospel that I'm still married to my wife. Next January is going to be 30 years. But the Lord restored my marriage, my life, and changed my ideas. And uh, he's been so good. And I want to be an encouragement to you this time. If you can go to First King chapter 18, as many of you know, English is not my main language. I'll try to make myself understandable. I never went to school to learn the language. All I learned is from the restaurant. I used to be a dishwasher. And then I moved out to make coffees and then pizza. So my English is like a to stay or to go. You want ketchup with that? Or yeah. So please be patient with me. <laughs> as I try to read King James' language and... Uh, this is a wonderful chapter. We saw what happened in the previous chapter, that Elisha has this big uh, event that he asked the children of Israel, it's time for you to make up your mind. Are we going to serve God, or are you going to serve Baal or idols? And we know what happened. 
And uh, the Lord showed that he is the only one, that he's powerful. And Elijah was an instrument in the hands of God. When you're a Christian, that's what you are, an instrument. The Lord will take you, polish you, and use you. But sometimes life is so hard. I I have a brother in the Spanish church that during the COVID, the first months, he lost his dad his older brother, and his brother. In three months, three deaths, my wife lost his sister. Sometimes you are like, Lord, you know, we pray so much for some of them to get healthy, and they die. Sometimes as Christians, you wonder, Lord, you know, this family is not safe. If he dies, he's going to eternity without you. It will be so nice if you save him in his health that they might know you and the power that you have. And all of a sudden I receive a call, you know, pass away. I'm like, Lord, I'm trying to reach this family. What's going to happen now? And as a Christian, you labor and labor and labor. And I'm going to give you an example of the Christian life with Elijah. So, First uh, Kings chapter 18, verse 41. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41. And Elijah said unto, Get thee up, eat and drink. For there is a son of abundance of rain. So, Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and put his face between his knees, and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up, and looked, and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arise a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Israel, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Israel. Lord, uh, I'm seeking your face and your help, that you will help me to control my, my words, and that everything that I might say will be edification for, for your ships. I'm just an instrument. Thank you, Lord, because in these years as a Christian, you've been guiding me and helping me and holding me. If anybody right now in this moment that is weary, that think that the Christian life is so tired and there is like a, no results, Help us to see, Father, that this is not like a short race. This is a long race, long-distance race. Uh, as we see the life of this faithful man, we can see ourselves in, in, in him. So be with us, Father, encourage those that are discouraged and keep uh, empowering those that are working for you. And thank you for this church. This is my second home. And you sell me here, Father, almost 20, 20 years ago. So I praise your name because of that. So be with us, Father. We pray all this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Uh, the Christian life is like a race.
you won't believe this, but I used to do a half marathon once. You won't believe it now, but I did it. And uh, as I started that race, I start thinking, you know, when I got saved, 2004, that's when the race started for me. You know, I didn't know how to run. I have to learn, read books, listen to my brother. He was like my coach. Same thing with the Christian life. First thing that you do when you got saved is you're happy. I was so happy. I remember that day when I, saw, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I went on my knees and I asked the Lord to save me. November 2004, when I get up from asking for salvation, the way was gone. My sins were gone. And I was so happy, you know. And I, I, I told my brother, listen, Jesus is the Savior. Listen, this is the Bible say this. And he, because he loves me and he knows that I don't want to, you know, trick him, he started listening to me. And then I was happy. I was telling my friends, you know, you know, the Lord can save you, you know. And, and, and I was very naive that, oh, yeah, you know, I'll take the gift. You know, I forgot that it took me 16 years to be safe when I could be safe when I was 17 years old. And uh, sometimes when we start a ministry, we start like, you know, no, no, let's do it, you know, just, just, just go. You know, we will have this. And there's, remember, last Sunday, we got all these people, you know, they will come back and... You know, I'm going to have this for them. I told Brother Derek, I told Sister Ileana, and I told my sister, Sister Patty, because the three of them are working in the discipleship classes for the Spanish-speaking people. And we were so excited because a lot of people show up, and I told them, hey, listen, come here. Just get ready to get disappointed. I know you are happy right now. I know you are happy, and I'm happy. But as a preacher, as a pastor, it's been many times that I'm happy. You know, this family came, this family came, and then they came back, you know. We're going to have this, and all of a sudden, they're gone. So we always start happy. When we start doing something for the Lord, we start and doing things happy. You know, I'm very happy. I'm very excited. And, and uh, look here in verse 46. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he got up his loins and ran before Achab to the entrance of Israel. You know, when you are happy, you, you, you want to go to places, you know, fast. You know, you know no, let's do it, you know. Let, let's, 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 I, I got this. I remember when my brother trained me for the hot marathon. It's 13 miles, 13 miles. He said, you know, don't go crazy. Start slowly. You know me? I start running like crazy. And I never did a mile under 10 minutes. The first mile was under 9 minutes and a half. And I'm like, I got this. 13 more, 12 more miles, piece of cake. I made 20-something minutes on the last mile. I couldn't even move. So that's how we start the Christian race. You know, no, no, let's do it. You know, the, 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 the new program, let's do it. The children's church, let's do it. You know the Spanish church, let's do it. We all have this excitement, you know. I'm, I'm happy. I want to do something for the Lord. And it's so good, you know, to do something for the Lord. As we see, he prayed seven times that rain might come. And the rain, rain came. And, and, and we know that he started running happy. Let me encourage you. If, you. if you are happy working for the Lord, stay there. 
stay there. Be, be happy. Don't do it to impress the pastor or to impress this person. Do it for the Lord. Just, just, just be happy. Whatever you do, whatever you take the offering, whatever you vacuum, whatever you do. I was telling the Spanish church, I remember when I started coming to this church, I never wore a dress shirt. I used to come with my soccer shirt. You know, I want to be comfortable in church, you know. And I used to bring my Gatorade, you know, like, you know, to keep. And I remember Sister Renée told me, you know, that's, that has a lot of sugar on them. And then all of a sudden, Pastor Mad starts saying that I was here every service. He said, brother, do you like to pray for the offering one day? I'm like, yes. You know, my English is not that great. So he told me, you know, next week you're praying for the offering. So I wrote it in the back of my Bible. And say, brother Jorge, can you pray for the offering? Yes, everybody close their eyes, yes. Lord, please bless the offering. Okay. You know, I was happy. A couple Sundays after, he told me, listen, maybe do you want to take the offering, brother? Help me, you know, to collect the offering. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, maybe you want to dress, you know, put like a dress shirt, maybe a tie if you don't want to wear a suit. So that day, I first, like told you many times, like I was doing my first communion, yeah. I put a lot of yellow on my hair, and I, uh, I was just waiting for Pastor Matt to say, Brother Jorge, can you collect the offering? When he said that, I was so proud, you know, I want to yeah. collect the offering. <laughs> I was doing it happy. One day he told me, listen, there is nobody to count the offering. Do you want to do it? I'm like, Pastor, do you trust me? I trust you. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So I used to do that for many years, happy. I start the Spanish church happy. But sometimes we, were, we will grow weary. Sometimes you will see no, people will be, my wife, she is the one that, I thought you say that message before. I'm like, I know it's brand new. If you say so, I'm like, <laughs> if that's my wife, can you imagine everybody else? I'm like, but I'm happy. But sometimes, will become problems, trials, people will disappoint you, you will do a lot of things for people, and then you will be hurt. Elijah, in this moment, he thought that a revival was coming. You know, the people, the children of Israel saw who is God, that Jehovah is the real God, that the Baals, the, the idols, they are not God, they didn't respond. You know, it's going to be a revival now. Even the king is going to have revival. You know, the whole nation of Israel will come back to God. But you know what happened? When we think everything, we figure out everything, then nothing happens as we think sometimes. Because that's life. That's life. Go with me to chapter 19. Verse 1, and Achab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and without now he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow, about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. Now, instead of running happy, he was running with fear. Oh my soul, she's going to kill me. You know, I feel threatened. I, why, Lord? You know, I was doing great things for you. I thought revival was coming. Now I'm running for my life. It's not now, but it will be a time that we will be running for our life. 
if you read the news in Pakistan, they are going against the Christian places, churches, and I saw a video that they went inside a Christian church, took the Bible, broke it, and all the the, 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 the pages of the Bible scattered around the streets, and uh, being violent, let's enjoy the freedom that we have in this place. In cent Central America, there is villages that hardly speak Spanish, but missionaries go, Christians go, and they put in the entrance of the village. Christians are not welcome, and any other religion that goes against our Holy Mother. And I saw a video that a, a, a brother took like a couple of speakers and carried it with him in a, in a microphone and started preaching, and he got beat up with a, with a belt and with the sticks. We have the freedom here. And sometimes I, I got all excited in the Spanish church. The message was so encouraging by Pastor Eliel. And I might think, you know, next week church will be full because he, you know, convicted them. And that was a good message. We have to learn that not everything will go according to what we think. Sometimes we might be wrong with fear. When I start preaching the first year, I thought, you know, Lord, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it because I'm so afraid to let you down. My biggest concern is that somebody come to this place lost and live lost. I want to proclaim your word, Lord, but help me. I don't know how to, you know. Give me the words that help me to be in their shoes and, 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 and to say the things that they, they need to hear, not what I want to hear or what I want to say. He was running with fear, and uh, fear will drain us out. Amen. You know, when I, last year I had the cloud over my head that I might have prostate cancer, I was afraid. I don't want to die. I enjoy life so much. I love to go to Cancun once a year and, and just lay by the pool and drinks. Non-alcoholic drinks, please. I hate alcohol, so don't misunderstand me. And uh, all-inclusive, just grab whatever you want. I love to do that. I love to take my dog to the doggy park. I love life. And I'm like, Lord, am I going to die at 52 years old? Lord, I still need to learn. I don't want to die, Lord. And I told Brother Eric, listen, brother, if I die, oh, don't say that, listen, listen, listen to me. If I die, you will be in church. Please, don't let the church close its doors. Just keep preaching until you guys figure out who will be the next preacher. Don't let the doors be closed. Don't let the doors be closed. I was, I was afraid. I have to be honest with you. I was afraid. If you are honest with, with yourself and when you hear the word cancer, you're like, oh, my soul. You know? I don't want to die. So sometimes we will wrong with fear. Sometimes, as I told you, the last two miles that I did on the half marathon, I have the pictures to show it. I didn't have any strength. And I turned around there in the picture, and then they took another picture. I was turning around there looking for relief or anything to say, listen, you're almost done. And I keep running like this <laughs> on fumes, no strength. Elijah, go with me to verse 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a Jupiter tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and say, it is enough. 
Now, Lord, take away my life, for I, I am not better than my father's. Sometimes you will grow weary working for the Lord. And you will be like, Lord, I have no strength. I can't do it. When I start, when, I, when we opened the Spanish church, August 2011, I used to come to Sunday school, 10 o'clock. Then I stay for the main service, 11 o'clock. Then as soon as the service was dismissed, run to my house to eat something and go to Kessler to preach. And then come running to the choir. And then I stayed for the 6.30, and I was so weary. I was so weary. I'm like, you know, I don't think I can do this. Until the lady from the Kessler Hospital, the one that made, made it possible, told me, listen, Pastor, you have your church now. Don't worry about it. No, but, you know, I, I want to continue, you know, preaching to the, the Spanish-speaking people that don't understand the language. Don't worry. You have your church now. Don't you grow weary you will end up with no strength. And I'm like, okay. Sometimes we will try to do a lot of things for the Lord, but we are just humans. What else can we do? Sometimes we have no strength. I have no strength when I, I work from 9 to 5 in the pharmacy. You have no idea. Sometimes I have not even time to go to the bathroom, let alone eat lunch. So I go home and I sit down and I start relaxing and eating and my wife keeps talking and talking and talking and I'm like a funny do me a favor please just give me 30 minutes don't say anything because whatever you are saying I'm, I'm not even I don't understand what you're saying and then if I I'm like uh, okay okay what well, whatever you say you don't you don't even remember what I'm saying okay then you get mad so please just give me 30 minutes and then I have to go outside, be with my dog, and start preparing the Friday night messages. And then the Sunday messages. And then pick the songs, because I lead the singing. Brother Eric is going to help me next month. And I grow weary. Sometimes we will have no strength. And we as a pastor have to be very careful that we don't mistreat our, the people that offer to do something. Because they might grow. They want to do it. But they might grow weary and uh, with no strength. And this is what he did. Now what he did. He had no strength. This is what the Lord did. And I praise his name because of this. My mom never rebuked me so that I might be traumatized. Like I need to go to therapy. My mom was always so sweet. You are making me mad, Jorge. You are making me mad. And that's it. My dad never hit me, and I needed it. Amen. But I praise the Lord because he's so sweet with us. Read with me verse 5. And as he lay in a slept under a Jupiter tree, juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals. And a cruise of water in his head, and he said, Eat and drink, and lay him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him, and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. The Lord sent him somebody to help him, an angel. You know, I always tease the Spanish church with this, I always tell them this story. If you tell my sister, 
Hey, Patty, you know, tomorrow I have to wake up at 6. Please, can you wake me up? Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you will be gone, sleeping, and she will be like a... <laughs> My brother almost had a heart attack one day. Aren't you glad that the Lord don't do that? The angel touched him and told him, get up, eat and drink. You have no strength. The Lord will give us spiritual food here. The Lord, when we open the Bible, everything is for us. Like the children's song mentioned, every promise in the book is mine. Sometimes we will grow so weary, oh Lord, and I'm doing this right, and then you will read something that the Lord will say, yes, yes, yes. Keep eating and rest. Rest in me. Put all your borders in me. And the angel touched him. Just touch him. Go with me to the book of Acts, chapter 12. I made, uh, I think one of my first messages was, who are you, Peter or Paul? When Peter was arrested, he went to sleep. Like, okay, you know, if I die, I'm going into the presence of the Lord. When Paul got arrested, he didn't sleep. He was singing hymns. And he was praising God. And remember the story. Who are you in my message? Are you just happy that you are safe? I'm safe, Lord. I'm going to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Or you are... Paul, you are safe, even though you're in your trials. You are, hey, listen, Jesus is the Lord. There is no name under heaven that we might be saved by Jesus Christ. He was preaching. He was singing. And then my message was like, uh, who are you then as a Christian? Peter or Paul? Peter is arrested. And he did what, you know, okay. If I die, I die. This is what happened. I, did I tell them 12, uh, Acts chapter 12? Go with me to verse 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote. Do you remember the ten plague? That the, the father of the house had to kill a, sh- a lamb and collect the blood in one bowl, and with a hyssop, uh, how you call it, uh, I think it's called hyssop. He was supposed to smite the door. Tap, left and right. Smite means that it was like a hitting it. It's like a prophecy that Jesus Christ was going to be a smite for our sins. The Lamb of God. So the angel said, hey, hey, hey. I'm here to save you from jail. And you are, you know, get up. Versus with Elijah, that the angel touched him. He knew he was weary. He knew he was with no strength. He was fearful and touched him. Get up, eat. Here with Peter, the angel is small him. Hey, you know, get up. You know, get up. It's a lot of work to do. Get up. Let's continue. And even so, smite in Greek is patazo. For the Spanish-speaking people, patazo means like a patada, like a kick. You know, get up. Get up. Get up, Peter. You know, it's not time to sleep. 
It's not time to sleep. You're not, your race is not over. Don't rest. Keep reading. Peter on the side, and, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Give thyself up, and bind on thy sandals. That's a motherly love. Hey, Eric, you know, it's time to go to work, you know, make sure you put your, your shoes, make sure you, you know, put your belt well, and, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cold outside. Keep reading. And he said unto him, Cast thy, thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but though he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard, they came unto the iron gate that leaded unto the city, which opened to them on his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street. And forthwith the angel depart from him. That's how a mom loves you. You know. Fix your shoes, put your belt, and put a jacket. It's cold. And come here. That's even that he was sleeping. He was, he was gone. The angel still show love. Elijah, when he ate, he ate something from heaven. He regained his strength. Go back to to First Kings chapter eighteen. Chapter 19. First King chapter 19, verse 9. I might be wrong because... And he came thither unto a cave and locked there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said unto him, What dost thou hear, Elijah, in plain English? What are you doing here? And he said, I have very... I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, throw down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword, and I even, I only, am left. You know something? That's the reason I encourage the Spanish-speaking people to go to the Bible conference that they offer. Like Brother Eric mentioned, when he came back from Crown College with Mari, he told me, Brother, you know, the choir is 150 people. And over there, everybody called us brother, you know, and it was kind of like weird that a Mexican and a Poland was uh, among them. Like, uh, you know, it's true. You know, and then we went to McDonald's and then didn't want us to offer, give us service. Why? Because we walked to the, <laughs> to the drive-thru and brother like, oh, is this a joke? Is this a hiding camera? A Mexican and a Poland asking for food? But he came so encouraged that he saw more Christians. Amen. Sometimes we might think, you know, Lord, I'm the only one doing these things in church. You know, Lord, nobody appreciates them. I'm the only one, Lord. If I'm, if I'm, I'm you know, I'm skipping church, let's see if they miss me. Because we grow weary. And then we are like, you know, I'm the only one. And then he even compared himself to his parents. You know, I'm not better than my fathers. Who told you you are better than your fathers? You know, my dad made a lot of mistakes. But he was lost. It's because of that I kind of like a follow his bad behavior. Because that's the way, I thought that's the way it is. You know, I'm, I'm Mexican. I'm supposed to get drunk. I'm supposed to have fiesta every weekend. You know, I'm supposed to have more ladies. You know, not only one. You know, that mentality, the, the, the vicious circle. So I never believed that I'm better than my father. 
I'm so grateful that my dad is safe. And when I see him, that he sits in the back as an usher, and when a new family comes, they cannot find the Bible verses, he get up and, you know, it's a blessing. I'm, and Elijah, he, he, he starts sliding, you know, I'm not better than my parents. Who told you you are better than your parents? They made mistakes. We all make mistakes. My children told me once, you know, you love the church more than you love us. I got, don't say that. Please don't say, I love you. Yeah, but you don't show it. What else you want me to do? Adrian told me once, Dad, it's so difficult to be your son. Because everybody look at me and they want to see you. Well, like a son. <laughs> I don't know what to say. But be grateful that your dad is not a drunkard. Be grateful that your dad is not beating up your mom. Be grateful that your dad, his life is his work, his house, and church. I know it's, a, it's difficult for you, Adrian. But believe me, you don't want to have the childhood that I had with a drunkard dad. You don't. And I don't we ever have this, I'm better than my parents, or I'm better than this, I'm better than them. We are not brothers and sisters. We are sinners saved by grace. It's because of his grace, people from different backgrounds are saved. And I see over here a bunch of different nationalities. It's because of the blood of the Lamb. It's because of Jesus Christ. He was so depressed. He got no strength. He started thinking the, 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 wrong, the wrong things. And the Lord knew how to reach him. Praise God. One day I was about to throw the towel in the Spanish church. You know, Lord, it's always better. It's somebody better than me, Lord. I don't have the strength. And I was about to quit. And one day I received a phone call. Pastor, uh, can I, I want to invite you to preach in the conference. A conference that I used to attend. And then when I hung up, I'm like, oh, Lord, thank you, because that was you. You are just telling me right now, you are not done with me. I still have a long race to go. I'm sorry for thinking about throwing the towel. Uh, uh, please forgive me, Lord. I have no strength. Please give me the strength that I need. Here, let's read, continue reading in verse 11. And he said, Go forth and stand up on the mount before the Lord. And before the Lord passed by, and a great and a strong wind rent the mountains, and breaking pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. I used to go to a Pentecostal church. You feel a lot of wind over there. You know why? Because of the people dancing. It was like a one hour and something of worship music with drums and conga. And, and you, if, even if you don't want to dance, you see people dancing and all the air. But the Lord wasn't there. My dad used to attend those services. Going lost and coming out lost. Yes. Keep reading. And after the wind, an earthquake. Oh, that's the reason my wife told me, you know, I'm not coming back to this uh, Pentecostal church. People are falling and slain in the, by the Spirit. And they might hurt me. She was pregnant with Adrian. Do you want me to lose the baby? The Lord wasn't there. The Lord wasn't there. Let's continue reading. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. You know what they, how they welcome you? 
Hey, brother, how are you? In fire, brother, in fire for the Lord. That means that they are speaking in tongues. They are getting slain by the Spirit. The Lord is not there. And, and pray for the Spanish-speaking church because the Spanish-speaking community are so used to these kind of churches. And when they come and they don't like it, they, they leave. It breaks my heart. But the Lord is not in those manifestations. This is the Lord. Continue reading verse 12. And after the fire, I still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he rubbed his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What dost thou hear, Elijah? This is my experience in the Pentecostal church. A small voice came to me saying, This is not the right place. And I'm like, But where should I go, Lord? I have a very good friends here. I love them. We spend time together. We play soccer together. We go to the park, have picnics together. Where am I going? And the small boy say, what are you doing here? Because, and you can do this. If you have a preacher and that what he's saying do not line up with the Bible, you have all the right to say, excuse me, I'm sorry. Can you show me why the pastor is speaking in tongues? He's saying, Rambo saca la matraca. <laughs> that means Rambo, you know the bazooka? Rambo saca la bazooka. That's, basically, that's what they say. Excuse me, why is the preacher saying that? Oh, you know, in the book of Acts, uh, uh, I'm sorry. They are not speaking gibberish. Languages. He's giving you the list that people were there for the fest, for the feast. They, are, they were understanding. Oh, no, it's a mystery. Uh, last night I read in uh, Hebrews chapter 1 that before God used to manifest himself in dreams, but now he pleased himself talking to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Oh, well, you know, it's a mystery, brother. I'm like, and I spoke with the preacher. I say, listen, I'm leaving. I do not believe what you're doing here. He cursed me. He told me, listen. God is going to curse you because this is the place God wants you. I left the church and I stayed a Sunday in my home. Now where I go? Website. Christian churches in Kearney. I found one in Kearney Avenue. Primera Iglesia Bautista de Kearney. First Baptist Church in Kearney. Pastora, Mrs. Pastor, so and so took my phone. Uh, good afternoon. I'm looking for information. I want to visit your church. Can I speak with the pastor? Oh, I'm the pastor. Uh, but your name? Sonia. But uh, Paul said that woman should be... Oh, that was past. Come, come to my office and we'll talk about it. Like, uh, no, thank you. My daughter wanted to be a, a Mrs. Pastor when she, when she, we used to go to the Pentecostal church because the lady over there, she talked to us so hard that, she, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a Mrs. Pastor, you know, because, you know, like a hearing, there is no such a thing. Yeah, but look, look at her. Everybody fear her and obey her like that's not Bible. So then I'm like, where am I going now? Gospel Live Baptist Church in 
Davis Avenue en, en Bergen Avenue. Like, well, I used to be in, to live in Wilson. I don't know that church. So I went to Google, uh, MapQuest back then, MapQuest. Oh, yeah. I passed it by one day. So I sent an email. Good afternoon. My name is Jorge Moral. My daughter is Alicia. My wife is this, Erin, and Adrian, one monologue. What, what should I do to visit you? And just Pastor Matt, just show up. Okay. <laughs> and something, Sunday came, and then I'm like, you know, I don't know. People were talking about how racist this church was. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to go, you know. And then I didn't show up. It was anniversary Sunday, 2005. And then on Monday, I went to the website, and I saw the pictures, the food, the hot dogs, the chili. I'm like, oh, my soul. <laughs> and then on Sunday, on Saturday, we have a family reunion, and Pastor Matt show up. Jorge, my dad opened the door. You know, my dad, he's kind of ashamed that his name is Pantaleone. <laughs> so he said, you know, my name is Jorge. Yeah, yeah, I'm Jorge. So Pastor Matt started talking to him in English, and my dad was like, uh, uno momento. One moment, and I was with my family members in the backyard, and he said, uh, Jorge, it's a gringo looking for you. So he, maybe it's size? I don't know. But like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah, my name is Pastor Mike Swajkowski. You sent me an email. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We missed you last Sunday. Uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, what was the, what, what you do? Or, you know, what's the statement of faith? Oh, you can find it on the website. Uh, do you believe in speaking in tongues? No, I don't like it. You know, okay, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> Next Sunday I came was Watermelon Sunday. And after the service one was gone, I shake his hand and he said, I, I, I'll be coming to this church from now on. And he mentioned this. I didn't believe him because a lot of people say the same thing and they never stick. Now he cannot get rid of me even if he wants to. <laughs> and that's my story here in this church. 18 years coming to this place. And it's been times that the Lord will see me that I have no strength, that I'm a fear. And this is what we have to do, brothers and sisters. Go with me to verse 23. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What dost thou hear, Elijah? Elijah had to go back and run on faith. We all need faith. I need faith. It broke my heart. 2019, a bunch of pastors went to Trenton to the courthouse to speak with our reps. And what I saw there, it broke my heart so much. Because as we were having breakfast, I start hearing preachers, pastors in New Jersey with fear in their eyes. You know, if Hillary Clinton wins the election, she's going to start taxing the church. Oh, brother, I'm a step ahead. I'm already renting the parking spot. And others say, you know, I'm already renting our children's classrooms for the Board of Education for to put children there. 
And then I turn around and I ask another pastor, what will happen if they start taxing the churches? Oh, we all go back. We, many, many of us will go have to go back and work. And I'm like, then work. We are the guilty ones that we teach you. Oh, have faith, you know. Put your offering in the play. By faith, we live by faith. But we, the pastor, sometimes don't live it. I was so heartbroken. There's a lot of jobs available washing dishes, brothers and sisters. I'm not here in the ministry to be supported by. It might be a day, and I pray that it will come a day that I'm a full-time pastor. I want to go to jails. I want to go to the ICE Center, people where they are about to be deported, to tell them about Jesus. I have a lot of plans, but if that doesn't come, I'm not going to be afraid of working, brothers and sisters. And sometimes we as a pastors, we preach and preach and preach and don't leave it. Elijah had to learn to live by faith. If they charge the taxes and they start watching what we say, I'll go to jail and I preach to the people inside there. Let's not be afraid. Let's walk by faith, not by sight. And that disappointment so much. Are we are going to be afraid of Jezebel? Are we going to be afraid of a political party? It's going to be a time that we are going to be persecuted. In the meanwhile, if the churches and we have the liberty, even if they charge tax, we can go back and work. We all work. I work. Just do it by faith. The Christian race, it will get us tired fearful, but let's do it by faith. I love this example. It hasn't rained in this village for years, and the people were getting hurt, and the preacher said, let's have a service that we will just pray for rain. Pastor stood outside, and everybody that was coming to the service with our umbrella, he said, go back. I don't need you. Because if you have faith, you will show up with an umbrella thinking, yes, we are going to pray for rain. Lord, you are going to send the rain by faith. And sometimes we, the pastors, are the guilty ones. Oh, we have to live by faith and show you how to live by faith. It will be a day, brothers and sisters, that all that we know will be gone. Now is not the time. The race is open. Let's do it. Let's do it. You will get tired. You will run with no strength. You will run with fear. You will run happy. But let's all run on faith. My Lord is able. We sing, he's able, he's able. I know he's able, but we have to leave it. I know he's able. And I told him, Lord, if you give me cancer, you will give me the strength. You will give me the strength, Lord. I had faith. My race is now over. It will be a day that the Lord will say, you know, come, come home. In the meanwhile, let's follow Elijah. Amen. Don't grow weary. And if you grow weary, wait for the small voice that we tell you. Keep going. Keep going. What are you doing? Keep going. Let's stand up. It's not easy. So I was talking to 
Brother Ethan, sometimes you have victory, and sometimes will come, will come problems, and you will grow weary like a Lord. Why am I doing this? I didn't sign up for this. But the Lord put us in a position that we have to be an instrument in his hands. He can choose anybody else, but he decided to choose us, and I praise his name because of that. As Mrs. Brianna played, if the Lord spoke,